so they can actually make their own way and be independent financially um, and also to steer them away from making uh, some of the bum deals that are out there that we've all read about. Um, And interestingly, I listened to Michael Jackson on your podcast uh, talk about his challenges uh, working with some of the big record companies. What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm Welcome back to the Why I Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Richard Upshaw. Now, Richard founded Are You Listening, a forward-thinking record label that's home to a diverse roster of established and breaking talents from the likes of Ray J, DJ Ironic, Union J, and Scorcher. So Richard has a lot to share with us here today. So Richard, Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Richard. How are we feeling today? We're feeling great, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And Richard, we are super, super, super excited to have you on the show today because Richard is our first person, I think, in the music industry, period. So this is going to be a huge, huge interview for us today. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to hearing that question that everybody has been waiting for. Drum roll, please. And that is, why, Richard? Why are you doing what you're doing today? Yeah, it's a great question, isn't it? Um, it's been a long road. I started Are You Listening uh, about seven years ago. Um, always uh, had an interest in music. Always enjoyed all the aspects of it, whether it's live performances, whether it was karaoke, whether it was working with singers or bands um, or whether it was just listening to uh, music. And uh, the opportunity presented itself uh, for me to start a record label. And uh, basically I started from the bottom up, um, signing uh, a couple of unsigned artists and getting their music out there uh, to start the ball rolling um, with little experience in music, but a lot of experience in business. Mm. I love, love, love that answer. Now, Richard, right now you're at the top of the total pole. You're where everybody wants to be. But take us back down to the bottom. Day one, step one, what was the process like that got you here today? Day one, step one, the process was I actually left my home country of the UK. I used to live just outside London um, because I, I just couldn't see as a as a uh, a person who'd left university without completing my degree, I couldn't see how I was going to get myself forward doing a nine to five in the UK. I've always loved the sun, um, and the opportunity presented itself to come out and explore Dubai in the United Arab Emirates long before anybody else knew about it. Uh, the opportunity actually was because there'd been a mass exodus from this region. Uh, mm. to uh, the Gulf War at the time. Um, so out I came. I bounced from job to job for a little while to find my feet, found something that interested me, something I was good at, which is sales. 
uh, excelled at that for a couple of years, then decided to go backpacking, then bounced back to Dubai to further my career and started my first business just a couple of years later in 1996, um, which, believe it or not, was an oil field services business. Very simple business model. Hire somebody for uh, two pounds an hour and rent them out to a customer for four pounds an hour. And that sort of business model carried me forward for the next 20 years, to be honest with you. It's a very easy business model to run. You just have to know how to deal with people. And I've kind of learned that along the way. Once I got into my 40s, I started to look at things that interested me to do as an older guy. Uh, Golf wasn't amongst them. So strangely enough, I decided to start a record label. That led me to meet my label manager, Hainsey, Matthew Haynes, uh, who was sick of the corporate life. He used to work with some of the big players. Um, we got together. We have an interest in the in the same um, areas of music, uh, as well as uh, he wanted to learn business and I wanted to learn music. So we got together and, and seven years later, here we are. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that answer. And Richard, I know I just asked you to throw it back, but what I want from you now is to throw it back even further than that. What do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into what you're doing today? Oh, well, that's a, that's a very good question. So you'll remember a few minutes ago, I said an easy business model. Take somebody you pay a certain amount and rent them to, to somebody else who wants to use them for a higher amount. So when I was a kid, um, I actually started a business doing exactly that when I was about 13 years old, mowing lawns, which is something pretty much anybody can relate to. Mowing lawns, washing cars, cleaning windows, mm-hmm. um, weeding flower beds, mm-hmm. um, and that sort of stuff. And I got very busy very quickly. Uh, and it, just reliability is what made people want to get this 13, 14 year old kid um, to come in initially on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and I really developed a, 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 an appetite for money and having my own money and not having to rely on a few pounds a week pocket money. I wanted real money. I wanted to go and buy televisions and, and VCRs and and, and uh, uh, Walkmans, which were what we had before iPods. Um, and then that developed into a real want not to have to fly economy, not to have to go and stay at the at the motel. Um, but to want to fly first class or private and stay at nice hotels. And that that motivated me for more success. So when I say that my first real proper business started with a simple business model, that actually was learned from a very young age. And again, it came down to managing people, the people who I did the grass cutting for, managing their expectations, as well as the kids who I went to school with who came to work for me managing their expectations, most important of which was getting their ass out of bed in the morning, um, which realistically is the advice I give to everybody who wants to start their own business or elevate their position in a business, be the first in and the last out every day of whatever you're doing and be the one who's most interested and success will follow. I love, love, love that answer right there. But Richard, what's an average day like for you today? Well, today I, I'm the I'm not in an executive position. So by that, I don't actually have hands-on running of, of any of the businesses I'm either involved with 
uh, or uh, invest in, and I have a mixture. So I sit on the board as chairman of a couple of the businesses. So my daily routine usually is to get up, coffee, sit, go through the day's news, have a look at the reports that have come in overnight from all the different businesses, which are scattered across the world. Um, then go and spend some time. I've got seven dogs uh, that I live with. Go and spend some time with them. I've got a couple of grown-up kids kicking around the place, so check in and see what they're up to. Do some exercise. Um, come back to start calls uh, with people. I, I very much like to call people rather than communicate by any sort of written means. Uh, it's, I think it's very important in business. Uh, we're human beings. We respond to uh, expressions. We respond to tonality. Uh, mm -hmm. This, all this clickety click on WhatsApp and and to well take your pick of all of the mediums. Uh, mm -hmm. It goes so far. Uh, mm -hmm. And then afternoons, I'll usually take some lunch, watch a TV show, uh, and then in the in the middle of the afternoon again, pick up um, uh, the work threads from usually a different part of the world. Um, states for me uh, opens at about 5 p.m. Uh, the UK for me opens about 1 p.m. Uh, and then, of course, Asia is ahead of me uh, in time. So that's a typical day. Now, what happens within that day can be anything from me listening to music, which uh, my team want to release. It could be reading a report. It could be dealing with a customer who's uh, needs something. Um, it could be just sat listening to one of the, the guys who I work with at any level, chatting about what's going on, what I can do to help them, what the business can do to help them, uh, or about having an idea. And of course, mixed in and all amongst that is an awful lot of pitches from people who want investment, want advice, want to attract me to pay attention to whatever their idea is or what their business is. So it's there is a structure, but it's quite mixed. I love it. I love it. I love it. Richard, what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Um, 100% the music business. I mean, I, I've always had an appetite for business. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the cut and thrust of it. But the, the music business brings such energy, uh, working with younger people, um, such a diverse roster. I mean, I, I deal with R&B, hip-hop, uh, rap, pop, uh, boy bands, solo artists, mm -hmm. um, grime, drill. So it, it's a very, very uh, varied um, uh, roster of people to look at. Um, mm -hmm. And just everything about it, the creativity of the videos, the creativity of the verses, and actually being able to get involved and be involved with the A&R of it, be involved with the politics of it, be involved with with mentoring uh, these these people in the music industry at entry level who know very little about business and are passionate about their music. But of course, my job is to try and help them to understand how to mix the two so they can actually make their own way and be independent financially. Um, and also to steer them away from making uh, some of the bum deals that are out there that we've all read about. Um, and interestingly, I listened to Michael Jackson on your podcast uh, talk about his challenges uh, working with some of the big record companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so there's an awful lot, and and my buzz. Um, I mean, there's money to it. I'm much more interested in seeing people be successful in all of the businesses I've invested in, in in latter years. It's creating success for others that is the real. That's the real adrenaline rush 
That's the dopamine release. That's what really uh, I want to see with people. Mm, mm, mm. I love, love, love that answer. But unfortunately, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy least? Ironically, as much as a people person, <laughs> the, the challenges are all from people. Mm-hmm. So what I enjoy least is people who don't uh, who don't follow up with what they say they're going to do, don't commit to what they've committed to do. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of lot of deceit out there in the world. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who don't live up to the expectations, and it and it it continues to baffle me. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, my my trust in people has, whilst it wavers from time to time, it's not been shattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. And mm-hmm. really, is people just have your eyes open dealing with people. And um, if somebody lets you down, they let you down. They may have all sorts of reasons behind that. Try not to take it to heart uh, and move forward with it. But don't go letting yourself make the same mistakes more than once or twice because it will cost you. So, um, yeah, so that would that would be the answer to that. Mm, I love that answer. I love that answer. I love that answer. And a very common answer from a lot of our guests the best thing being the people and the worst thing also being the people. So I love that answer right there. Now, Richard, this next question, I'm not going to lie, is my absolute favorite. And that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? I can answer that with a story. I was never very good at maths. I actually, in order to get my scrape through with my lowest pass at the lowest grade, which in the UK is is O-level, which is GCSE now, I had to have a tutor for three months. And both the tutor and my teacher said to, me, said to my parents, we think he'll be okay just so long as he doesn't have to do anything with figures. Mm-hmm. So fast forward today, and I amaze people with my head for numbers and how they work. Um, a lot of it, I think, school provides a great experience and education. Mm-hmm. Grades are not everything, and life experiences does count for an awful lot. The mm-hmm. challenge in the world today is there are not as many people as once there were, like me out there, who will respect that. I've got an awful lot of people I work in, with, and around who don't have uh, fantastic formal education. Mm-hmm. So I guess if it's does it matter? No. Mm. Is it important to do the best? Probably. Um, mm. Can you go back to it? And this is something else I bring up with people. Go and start work, see how you get on, and then go back to education um, once you decide what you want to do. And that practical application aspect of education makes mm. it interesting and relevant. And that's what, as young kids, we miss because we're sitting there looking at fractions thinking, how am I ever going to do that? How am I ever going to use this? And then when you actually get out in the world and start, I mean, I work in about 10 different currencies across six time zones. That's Mm -hmm. that's all on its own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. I loved, loved, loved that answer. And I would not have asked that question if I did not want to hear that answer right there. And again, Richard has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. But Richard, unfortunately, we are already down to that last question in Richard that is if there was one just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in today what would that be keep going don't let it get you down 
the mistakes, the errors, uh, the omissions are all part of the experience. Learn from them, pick yourself up and move forward. Uh, never give up, never quit. Don't let anybody else put you off. Go for it. Um, that that really is the advice. Be the first in and the last out until you're there. Once you're there, you get the opportunity to do things a little bit differently. But to get there, give it your all. Don't quit. Don't let others bring you down. Try not to repeat the same mistakes, or at least not too many times. Um, it's it's an adage that that people say. I said it before. Experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. Trust me, it's true. I love, love, love that answer. And again, Richard has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. But Richard, I'm not going to lie. I need one more thing from you before I go. I let you go. And I don't care if it's a website. I don't care if it's a social media link. I don't even care if it's a book. Something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. Please promote and shout it out now. Um, well, that would be my own, Richard at richardupshaw.com, or look me up on LinkedIn. Um, take a look at what I've what I've written about, what I've thought about, um, and look at the experience that's there, whether you're a business person or whether you're a kid at school. Um, take a look at those. Uh, reading is important. If you want to be successful, read about other people and how they've made it. Listen to podcasts about other people and how they've made it. Love it, love it, I love it. And please hit that link down in the description below. Hit that link down in the description below. Again, Richard has been an excellent, excellent, excellent guest all interview long. And we must thank him one more time.